This is Our House by Art, Humanity, and Action, a podcast where activists tell stories about the first time they realized they had to get involved and what happened next. I'm your host, Nicole Ferraro. I started to think I needed to get involved in a way that I hadn't before. It ain't over. We have a lot, a lot of fighting to do. I knew I had to be involved. I wanted to help. People call it a duty, like you have a duty to do certain things. You know, it started dawning on me that I have to do something. You know, I'd always been paying attention to what was happening in politics. I just never thought there was a place for me there. I just never really thought that was something that I could do or I knew enough about to participate or be a positive contributor. That's Shafi Rahman. He grew up in a small town on Long Island called North Belmore. He was obsessed with global politics as a kid. He studied global affairs throughout college and graduate school, and he even volunteered as an EMT after the earthquake in Haiti in 2010. To him, this was the way to have an impact. He never really thought about working in U.S. politics. But that all changed the night of the 2016 election. There was like a fly or mosquito in my room that I think was put there by Donald Trump to make that night even worse for me. I could not sleep and just could not stop thinking about how the world was about to change. Every thought went through my mind. I was thinking about foreign policy. I was thinking about taxes. I was thinking about health care. You know, these are all the things that were said in the campaign. I went to work. The subways were dead quiet in New York. I've never heard them that quiet. Uh, and, you know, it started dawning on me that I have to do something. And I had no idea what, you know, I started Googling, reading, and taking notes on, uh, on my computer about things that people were doing, things that people were talking about. I think most people did not want this. Most people did not expect it. But now that it had happened, I think most people felt a sense of urgency to do something about it. One day, uh, I was at work, and I saw an op-ed in the New York Times, and it, the title of it was, If You Want to Beat Trump, Learn from the Tea Party. You know, I had been uh, kind of critical of the Tea Party and where it had come from and all things that it had done, but I never thought of it as a real force. And I think Donald Trump is a reflection of that. You shouldn't underestimate anything, right? This headline drew me, and I sat there, and I read it from end to end immediately. And it was written by two Democratic staffers who worked for two different Democrats in the Obama years. And they talked about the experiences that they had uh, and how the Tea Party confronted them. They were really issuing a call to action for everyday individuals to do something that had been done before against us, but for the right reasons and for a greater good. Uh, they published something called The Indivisible Guide. I remember reading that cover to cover, too. I just sat there and felt like, okay, this is exactly what I need to focus on. 
So anyway, I started looking in the New York 2nd Congressional District. Uh, started checking to see if there was a group there. And I knew who the congressman was. His name is Peter King. And he's been in that office for 20 plus years. And I've known who he is kind of my whole life. Uh, I grew up as a Muslim American in Long Island. And Peter King is a very anti-Muslim congressman. Fortunately, we have a, uh, uh, too many uh, mosques in this country. There's too many people who are uh, sympathetic to radical Islam. We should be looking at them more carefully. We should be finding out how we can infiltrate. Uh, we should be much more aggressive in law enforcement. He's a Trump apologist. He's constantly appearing in the news, telling us all what Donald Trump really means when he says the things he does. I definitely felt after that election that both Muslim people or any minorities were, were officially targets. So I was, looked to see if there was a group that was forming in the 2nd Congressional District. And the next thing you know, I saw something called the New York 2nd District Democrats. So I immediately joined. I was one of the, you know, it's at close to 3,000 members today. I think I was somewhere between 20 and 30. Uh, I might have been like the 30th member, actually. Uh, at that time, the founder of the group, her name is Luba Gretchen Shirley, she had actually arranged a meeting with Peter King. She was looking for people to go to this meeting with her. And I messaged her and said, hey, I'm very interested. I know I can be really valuable here. We talked a little bit, and she invited me to come. The first time I met her was in a coffee shop uh, where she's furiously scribbling notes and, and, and writing down policy details and, you know, the names of bills uh, that she was going to bring up. Uh, while she had her mom and her two babies with her, she's doing all of this. Her mom's trying to help, and she's just like a force of nature if you've ever met her. We sat there and we talked about policy for a long time. Their meeting with Peter King was scheduled. Next thing Shafi knew, they were in the office with the congressman. We grilled him for two hours about his support for Donald Trump. I think there was a lot of, yeah, that's all just talk. Don't listen to what Trump says. He's not really going to do all of that. Um, and now it's been, you know, more than a year. Now we see that he is going to try to do all the things that he said. Uh, it's not just all talk. So after that meeting, we started realizing that there was a huge amount of Trump backlash in the second congressional district. Now, keep in mind, this is a this is one of those pivot counties, uh, or, or this district sits in one of those pivot counties that voted twice for Barack Obama and then flipped to Trump. Shafi's indivisible group held a rally outside of Peter King's office. Peter King kept his door locked and didn't show up. They invited Peter King to a town hall. He refused to meet his constituents, so they held one without him. Peter King has said that if we hold a town hall, it will only turn into a screaming session and that it will diminish democracy. I have news for Peter King. This is actually what democracy looks like. They wrote him letters and made phone calls to try to save Obamacare. Peter King responded by disparaging them on social media. Eventually, enough was enough. There was uh, no challenger to Peter King uh, that was really going to reflect, a, you know, a true progressive ideal. Uh, and... Uh, Luba herself saw that. Uh, she decided to put her hat in the ring, and she decided to run for a seat against him. I'm Luba Gretchen-Shirley. I am the founder of New York 2nd District Democrats. I am the mother, and I'm running for Congress. So there's a lot of, uh, of anger against Donald Trump. There's a lot of people who started uniting, and a lot of people started to join this group. And we started growing at an exponential rate. We started holding meetings. 
we started organizing, we started holding events, uh, we started to get people registered to vote, we started working on how to educate voters, so we started uh, volunteer committees so that people could actually join committees that are of areas of interest to them. And what you're seeing now is that Luba's building a campaign of grassroots activists, people who are kind of tired of the system as it's existed, uh, and that are really looking to hold both Peter King and his support for Donald Trump, hold them accountable for, for the things they're advocating for. You know, Luba really started that, and uh, I've been really kind of excited to be a part of it, to, to help coordinate a lot of these events, talk to people in the district. I have rediscovered that the greatest thing about being an American is that it doesn't matter where you come from, what you look like, the ideas and thoughts and beliefs that you have and how you express them are truly what makes you who you are. And you, you can't say that you can do that anywhere else in the world. Uh, you can in many places, but in the majority of human history, it's never existed uh, in the way that we have it here. Luba Gretchen Shirley's campaign page is up at lubaforcongress.com. And Shafi serves on the leadership committee for the 2nd District Democrats. We'll talk more with Shafi in the studio about what his group is up to now and how you can get involved in just a moment. Shafi, thank you so much for your story. Can you tell me a little bit about how your role in Indivisible has evolved and about uh, your role in Luba's campaign? Sure. Since last year, I have been working with a number of great people uh, on the leadership committee of the New York 2nd District Democrats. Since Luba started her campaign, she's separated herself from the group. So myself and a few other folks are helping lead that effort. And our real focus is on educating voters and giving them really the tools they need to make informed decisions about policy and to really focus on the issues that matter to them. So one of the things we do is we put out a call for action alerts in our group so people can call Peter King's office to talk about certain issues that are pertinent. Uh, we've also partnered with other organizations throughout the New York area. So I've gone to an indivisible state gathering in Albany uh, we partnered with Let New York Vote. It's a coalition of groups that were pushing for early voting in the Cuomo budget. And there's a lot of great work that people are doing. And again, it's, it's totally inspiring for me to, to see all of this. We're trying to get our, our group members involved in whatever areas they're interested in, keeping them uh, up to date on, on how fast policy is changing. For somebody who's only spent the past couple of years involved in local politics, why do you think it's so important for people to get out and vote in the midterm elections? Yeah, so as soon as all of these people, all these people who have become active and enthused by what they're seeing in, in, in politics today, as soon as they show up in numbers that are far greater than what we've seen historically, right? Because America as a whole does not vote. Uh, the, voting, uh, the voting age population, historically, the majority of them do not participate. As soon as that changes, then the people in power will realize that they have to open up their both their parties, their institutions, and ultimately the decisions they make to the will of those people. That's going to completely shift the way that parties think about how they engage with the public. And that's why it's absolutely essential that everyone votes. I tell people to vote for any election they find out about. 
every single one of these matters because, you know, historically some of the turnout has been like 10% for some of these, these races. So once people in power realize that everyone is watching, it becomes impossible for the things that we're seeing happening on a daily basis to continue without people being aware of it. People are listening to you and are obviously inspired and ready to get up and go do something. What is one one thing you can recommend that people do right now to take some sort of action? The first thing that you should do is search online and see if you are registered to vote. That is by far the most important thing that anyone can do. If you're inspired and you go to marches and protests, none of that will count as much as whether or not you go out to the polls and vote. And if you want to do a second thing, aside from checking to see if you're registered and then registering to vote, make sure your entire family is registered to vote. Make sure your neighbors are registered to vote. Make sure your friends are registered to vote. This only works if we talk to the people around us and spread the, the ideas that we all are holding in our heads. If you, if you keep the thought of voting just to yourself, it's not going to go far enough. If we're going to build a stronger American community, we need to start at home and with the communities around us. Shafi, I want to thank you very much for being here on the podcast and for being in the world. You are incredible. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. to Shafi for being on the podcast and for all of your awesome work. If you're in New York, the primaries for congressional elections are next Tuesday, June 26th. So get out there and vote. And if you're on Long Island in District 2 and a registered Democrat, you can cast your vote for Luba Gretchen Shirley in the primaries on Tuesday to make sure that we put her on the ballot this November. We are all about the midterm elections here on Our House, so much so that we are hosting a live storytelling show on July 31st at Caveat in New York City, and all the ticket proceeds are being donated to Swing Left. Swing Left is, of course, a grassroots political organization working to flip the house blue this November. So come out to Our House Live to hear stories about taking power back from some of New York City's best storytellers. Get information and tickets at arthumanityaction.com, caveat.nyc, in the show notes, so many places you can't miss it. This podcast comes from Art, Humanity, and Action and is produced and edited by Jeff Rose. Music is provided by Audioblocks and Nate Lineback. And before we go, I want to leave you with this quote from one of Shafi's early mentors, Selena Rayalyu, that changed the course of his life and I think is appropriate for this podcast. She said to me, don't worry about the title, don't worry about the, the job, go and do what you can where you're needed. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.